0: Wright. And I'm Vicar Leapert. Welcome to another episode of Get Right for Sunday. We're going to look at the Gospel reading, specifically the end of the Gospel reading, for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. We pick up on the Gospel, Saint Matthew, the 18th chapter. It's verse 19 through 20. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name i am there in the midst of them this is a fascinating text especially in the midst of this covid situation and it's kind of a great chance to talk about the church specifically what is the church how does it work where is it, and things like that. And I'd like to make this big statement just using Jesus' words. I am there in the midst of them where two or three are gathered. When we have Jesus, we have his fullness. We have the full gospel, full forgiveness. Uh, It is all of heaven. It is all of God. And so where Jesus is, we get to say, there is the church which is interesting because we'll make the statement that Jesus is everywhere. Right. So so we'll, we'll make specific claims as to the specific works of Jesus, not just him being creator and everywhere.
1: So let's start with the question, what is the church? It's a simple question, but a pretty big one. But it seems like a good place to kind of start our discussion today. Now, As you may have heard before, you may have heard people say the church is not the building. And that's true. Uh, This building that we're in right now, the building of of Holy Cross, that's not the capital C church. Uh, Nor is the church the pastors, nor is the church the structure, nor is the church the synod, nor is the church any of those things. No, the church is uh, the assembly of all believers, it's the people who are the church. And as, uh, as Luther says in the small called articles, even a seven year old now is able to kind of grasp this concept and understand oh, yeah, it's the people that are the church. But what does that mean? Not just in general, but also for us during this COVID situation.
0: That's great because, again, we need to make sure that we understand that this is the universal church. Yes. Uh, Holy Cross is a beautiful and wonderful place but it's only part of the church. We are the local church or a local church, but the church universal of all places and all time. And when we say the true believers, this doesn't mean that only true Lutherans or only those who subscribe to the Book of Concord or, or something like that. These are the people that confess Christ crucified as their savior. They believe that Jesus came in the flesh to rescue and save them from sin, death, and hell. They, don't, they do not They do it by their own might, their own strength, their own decision, their acts, or anything like that. It is the complete and utter trust in Jesus. And we have to be careful with this also because we don't want to fall into this um, heresy called gospel reductionism. When it's, what's the bare minimum thing we have to do to get into heaven? Because faith isn't a minimum thing. Faith is a life. Faith is the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of God for salvation. So, again, to, to right. go back to Vicar Leaper's statement, all believers are those who believe in Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. And by faith, there's even that word can mean a couple different things. Faith can mean uh, the broad extent of everything that we believe, the stuff that even Pastor and I can't always remember. It can also mean, as pa- as Pastor Wright said, the trust that we have in Jesus. But it's that faith that holds the church together because we're held together in Christ. Now, because of that, we'll sometimes refer to the church as invisible. And what we mean by that is that we can't see it. We can't see inside the hearts of people like God can. We can't see exactly where faith is. And because we can't see this invisible church, because we can't see it, there are ways that we can still recognize the church and still see where it is, even though we can't see the quote-unquote invisible church.
0: Yeah, we get to find the true church, the true invisible church, when we hear God's word preached, taught clearly and purely. And that simply means that when the pastor preaches or leads a Bible study or the the church is doing that, that you really do hear Christ at the center of everything. The Bible from cover to cover is all about what God has done, is doing, and will do for your salvation. If that's not purely given to you, and that's not clearly given to you, then the church is failing. And we really do get to ask, what are you getting? What is the te- the church teaching? And the other part of that is also you find the true church where God's sacraments are rightly administered, which again comes straight from the Bible. We don't add things to it. We don't make it up. We don't uh, do anything contrary to what scripture says. And so we do baptism as the way God told us to do, water and his word. How do we do the Lord's Supper? With the bread and wine and his word, as he instituted, as he told us to do.
1: Now, Why do we choose these specific things to be what we call the marks of the church, the things that help us recognize it? Well, the answer, and as Pastor stated, those, those things are the word rightly and clearly preached and the sacraments rightly administered. Now, the reason we say those two things are the marks of the church are because it's through those two things that we receive Christ. Remember, the true church is held together in faith. It is the assembly of believers. So where Christ is rightly preached, where Christ is rightly given in the sacraments, there the church is.
0: Yeah, uh, the the church is the instrument, the tool, the organization, the way that God delivers Christ. It's his means, uh, vehicle. Uh, We are called the body of Christ because he's the one who sustains it, gives it, and provides for it, and through the church he gives us all these beautiful and wonderful gifts that we may be a part of him, we may be in communion with him, and that's not just the Lord's Supper, but in relationship. And we get into this really neat kind of vertical and horizontal relationship. The vertical is, of course, uh, God and us, and then the next relationship is us with each other. So we get to have this relationship all centered around Christ and live it out.
1: Now, this view of the church is what has been confessed by almost every uh, Lutheran reformer and theologian, any, all of the big names talk about the church in this way. But what does that mean for us today? What is, why w- the reason we are talking about this, the reason we are defining the church for you is because... A few months ago, in March, everything was thrown all out of whack. Uh, A pandemic hit the United States in March of 2020. And we had to rethink a lot of what we were doing to worship, a lot of what we were doing to gather, a lot of what it meant to be a community. And so the question really became, what does it mean to be the church today? What does it mean to be the church during COVID-19? This is a really hard
0: question, and there is no one answer. And this is difficult because we have varying aspects to this. Uh, There's churches doing this. There's churches not doing that. But the question then is, what is church even in this situation? And I would like to, to speak just as a pastor. This situation is heartbreaking. You made an amazing statement, the community. We were connected. We saw each other. We built each other up. We wrestled with each other, the whole nine yards. And then we were told, don't talk to each other Mm -hmm. in person. Don't be with each other. That was really hard. And, And on top of that, how as pastor do I communicate the word of God purely and clearly Or even give you the sacraments if I can't be with you? And this is an amazing question that um, really bothered my conscience. And I I suffered a lot of guilt in this. Asking the question, am I being a faithful pastor by not visiting the sick, the dying, or even those who are troubled? Or celebrating with people in their joyous times? Mm -hmm. And so this is a great chance to talk about, yes... We are the church, even in this situation, because God's word is still preached and proclaimed. We have this beautiful gift from God in technology. We've been doing live stream. We've been doing recordings. And the word of God is still given. And what's amazing about that is the word of God is also the second person of the Trinity, Jesus himself. And so we get to say with full confidence, not finding a theological loophole, God, Christ our Lord, is still preached and given. And I pray fervently that the Holy Spirit carry it to the ears of all hearers at any time, which is weird. Right. Because live stream is live, Mm -hmm. but you can listen to this after the fact. That's still God's word, even recorded. And I pray that the Holy Spirit works it and continues to do it.
1: Well, and that raises some interesting questions for us then. So as we look at the as we look at the live stream, and at, at this point we've now moved to we're worshiping in person and we're doing a live stream service. So fortunately, as you were just saying, because the gospel is still being purely preached, we can be confident that the church is still here. And we can be confident that because we are held together in faith, we have not lost all things now that doesn't mean this isn't unfortunate it's actually this is not the ideal uh just as Christ came down into the world and was incarnate and made flesh we are designed to be together in flesh this is not the the type of church that I expect to see when Christ returns uh kind of an online uh, through the internet worship but that doesn't mean it's bad and there's even some very good things that have come out of it both Pastor and I have heard stories of people participating in our live stream that were previously not connected to our church at all. Members have told me they have found it easier to share the purely preached gospel with others because of the technology that we're now providing. Now that being said, uh, while there's both good and bad here, there's also another question which is, what's the kind of best way to as an individual, to approach worship through something like live stream? Uh, should I just be watching it like on the TV at home? Should I try to do it with my family? Should I try to go through it as if I was there? Uh, Pastor, do you have any any thoughts on this?
0: I have a couple of thoughts. Um, worship is all about the what we do. Um, and then specifically, Who are we worshiping? Worship is not about doing uh, the liturgy, saying the right words, standing at the right time, singing the right hymns. Uh, All that has an object. Why are you doing the liturgy? To worship God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so when we look at the live stream, the question is, how are you participating And what level? And it's not that we're going to have this quantified statement if you say the confession in the creed, well, that's worship, or I took notes during the sermon, so I really worshiped. Mm -hmm. Participation is all about the movement of faith. And when I say movement of faith, how does your faith move you to receive what is being done? And it is about participation because faith doesn't just passively receive. It is active. Um, We pray in the confession uh, for uh, setting four that we pray that God enlivens our faith, which is an odd word to say that uh, we, we pray that God is active in our faith, that he is making our faith active, that we're doing things. we're we're participating in the life of the church, even when we're outside of it, even when we're not physically in the building, when we're not physically in communication or with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So when it comes to the live stream, pay attention. What's being said? What are you doing? What is your posture? What are you thinking about? Is it just a background thing or is it just the thing that you know you're supposed to do? Are are you singing the hymns? Has your family gathered together? Do you have a special place in your house for this? There's lots of things that we can do. And I really don't want to uh, limit how you can do this. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's intentional, making sure it's a real thing and not just a thing because You can be in the church building and be guilty of all these things. I'm here because I have to. I'm just saying the words because my parents make me or, you know, so on and so forth. You can be here and not be here.
1: I really liked what you were saying about uh, faith being active and worship being something that encourages that. Worship is us gathering around the word, gathering around Christ to be formed, to live as the as the church. Remember, church is, not, church is not the building. It's also not only Sunday. In worship, we prepare to be the church throughout the entire rest of our week, rest of our lives. Uh, worship is where we have the chance to practice, to participate in habits, to be formed, to hear, to be refreshed, to grow, and to be active in faith. Uh, so as you come in person or as you watch through the live stream, Think about how what we are all participating in is forming you to be the church throughout your life. And as you be the church in your life, how is Christ with you then? How is Christ continuing to be with you in faith, guiding and leading you, providing you comfort and forgiveness?
0: And going back just to the whole idea of our our situation, current uh, context, Uh, live stream and how we use it is not actually what we got into the live stream for. It it was, uh, we looked at it as a way to evangelize, a way to show we are here. And that is happening, but now we're utilizing it to ensure that the church is still happening, still being participated in, still be given because we still need to live out our faith, even if you're at home, yeah. even if you're stuck at home. You still live out your faith. You are still in Christ, and you are not alone. And, and this is a huge thing, because the, the goofiness that you may be physically alone, you are with your brothers and sisters in Christ of all time, worshiping the eternal God in an eternal community, which we will see in the fullness in the resurrection. And this is just exciting.
1: Yeah. Worship breaks us out of our isolation. Even if we are alone, you're worshiping with us here at Holy Cross. You're worshiping with the church throughout time and space. You're worshiping the almighty, unchanging, everlasting God.
0: This is exactly what takes place here at Holy Cross at six o'clock on Saturday, and then Sunday at eight and 9.45, with the eight o'clock service being live streamed so that those who are unable to be with us do hear the proclamation of the gospel the salvation. It would be wonderful for you to join us in any of those services, and if you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, prayer requests, please don't hesitate to reach out to us via email or phone number.
1: We'd love to hear from you how you are participating in the worship, whether in person or in live stream, and how worship forms you to be the church in the world. God's peace and grace be to you. Amen.